Hi, this is another episode of the Los Angeles Podcast of Anaheim, a semi-daily audio blog for all things Angels baseball. These are good days for Angels baseball. Last night, Game 8, the second time in as many games that the Angels came back from at least 5 down, 3 down this time in the bottom of the ninth, win it in the 10th, the Angels are now 6-2 and two after two miraculous wins, the two most miraculous back-to-back wins in franchise history in the regular season. If you didn't see it, go to the website, go see it. After they're getting shut out for the first six innings, the Angels get one in the seventh on a Jeffrey Marte homer, one in the eighth on a Cam Mabin double, and then three in the ninth inning. Uh, Danny Espinosa homers to lead off the inning. Then there is an Escobar double. Uh, then with two outs, Mike Trout double to left field. Escobar scores. Albert Pujols again for the second day in a row comes through, gets a game-tying single. Trout scores. And then here's how you know things are going your way. This is how you know you're living right. So in the top of the 10th inning, Cam Bedrosian comes in. Mike Napoli, leading off, hits a bomb to dead center field. And Mike Trout, another highlight. This isn't even a highlight for Trout. He measures it. He goes to the wall and times his leap perfectly to take a home run away from Napoli. He made it look easy. He made it look routine. But he keeps the score tied. And then it's not... Cam Bedrosian was fantastic the last outing. Today, or this past evening, not so much. So after Napoli hits the bomb that almost goes out, Odor lines out to first. That ball could have gone anywhere. Could have found a hole. Jonathan Lucroy follows with a single, and then he's pulled for Delano DeShields. Now, DeShields, everybody knows he's going to try and run. So, of course, he takes off on Bedrosian a good jump. Carlos Perez, who had come in to catch unleashes a high throw that Andrelton Simmons, covering second base, goes up the ladder, and then without landing, manages to swipe tag the shields before he's even close to second base. It was not even close, and it was spectacular. So two fantastic defensive plays keep the score tied. And then, of course, in the bottom of the 10th, you had uh, Maven drawing a walk to lead off the inning. Espinoza with another hit, single to right field, Maven goes to third, and then Carlos Perez with one out, with the double play in effect, Perez drops a perfect suicide squeeze down the first baseline. All Napoli could do was try and wish it foul, it stays fair, Maven scores, and the Angels win for the second game in a row in miraculous fashion. It is the first time in franchise history that the team has won two games in a row where they'd been down by five or more runs. Incredible. And the thing is, you knew going into the ninth that something was brewing. Sam Dyson, the Texas reliever, had been awful coming into this game. And you just knew from the moment he came in that things were going to happen. And then you really knew it once Danny Espinosa hit a bomb 412 feet to right center field. He crushed it, no doubt about it. And then you knew all of a sudden that Dyson was having the same problems that he'd had earlier in the season against Oakland. Meanwhile, the Angels continue to hit. Escobar had three more hits and another walk. He's batting 455, his on-base percentage so far this season, after obviously eight games. But it's at 500. He is a huge reason why they're winning all these games. Mike Trout, two more hits. Albert Pujols, another RBI single. Maben had a hit. Marte had another home run. 
Jeffrey Marte, I talked about this a few weeks ago, that with Crone at first base, Marte has to be in the lineup somewhere. And he's really making a case for playing every single day. Right now, he's playing first base at the expense of C.J. Crone. But at some point, Marte, you know, depending on Maben and Revere's offense, at some point, Socio is going to have to make a decision on where to put Jeffrey Marte more often. And that's going to be especially important once Luis Valbuena comes back because now you're going to have a real player crunch. You're going to have too many guys for first base, too many guys for left field, and somebody's going to have to sit because Jeffrey Marte is going to force the issue. He has been too good to sit. For the Angels, it's a pretty nice problem to have, but it is a problem they're going to have to address at some point. For now, though, everything's going great. You see the team just bubbling over two wins like this in a row. And in the post-game interviews, the team had talked about it. They had talked about Sunday afternoon and how you know, it could spill over into you know, this coming week and then happen again. And when that happens, you can see you can see it in the eyes in the entire stadium. Everybody in that stadium, in the dugout and in the stands, they believe that something could possibly happen, and it did. And the fact that it did just reinforces the idea that this team really could do something, could really make some real noise this season. Now, all that good noise kind of obscures some of the problems that have been, uh, I guess, expected. Uh, Tyler Skaggs was not good again last night. Eight hits, two of them home runs, two walks, five runs. Like I said in the previous cast, the Rangers are going to go deep on you, so it's incumbent on the pitcher to keep guys off base. If balls are going to go out, at least make them solo shots. Skaggs gave up a three-run homer to Lucroy that uh, for the moment, looked like he had put the game, not out of reach, but had uh, broken the game wide open. And Skaggs just struggled again, uh, trying to get ahead of batters, trying to throw strikes with that fastball. He got a couple strikeouts that really saved him from the big inning. But again, he put guys on, and the Rangers punished him with a big home run. But Norris came in and threw three innings of strangely effective relief. I'd never expect something like that from Bud Norris, who I hate. But it's going to be all about the starting pitching. And right now, at least for the last few games, the Angels have not gotten it. Miracle wins are awesome. I mean, I chair danced for hours last night. But miracles cannot and will not happen every night. Great teams don't rely on miracles. Teams that win... When day in and day out, they grind it out. They beat teams by simply playing better than them, by out-pitching them, by out-hitting them, by out-bullpenning them. And right now, the Angels aren't, get, aren't getting that starting pitching that they need to get from Skaggs to be competitive. That said, still, it's only eight games in, 5% of the season. So there's plenty of time for Skaggs to get back, you know, to, to find a groove. And we know he can do it. He's done it before. Or maybe that's just the optimism talking because now is the time to be optimistic. The Angels, uh, these are magical days. These last few days have simply been a breath of fresh air, one that we haven't had for over a year, not more than over a year, not since the Angels went into the playoffs a couple years ago and then got swept out by the Royals. Since then, they've fallen on their faces two years in a row. 
for them to come into this season with very modest expectations and then to start the season in the way that they have has been a huge pick-me-up. It's really gotten the fan base excited. It's gotten me really excited. I mean, I'm barely able to contain myself even though my throat's still ragged. It's just been a great feeling. And here's hoping that they keep this going. You won't win every game, but it's nice to be excited about the idea that you can win every game, that every single night you are in it, that you have the ability to take every single game against all comers. The team actually believes that right now, and right now the fan base believes it too, and that is a great feeling. It's a feeling that I haven't had in over two years, and I'm going to savor it for as long as I can. Jesse Chavez goes for the Angels tonight against A.J. Griffin. Griffin had a rough season for the Rangers last year. He had a rough first start this year. Didn't get out of the fourth inning. Four runs, two homers. And that's sort of been his problem. And given the the role that the Angels offense has been on, there's a really good shot for the Angels to take this game as well, which would be great. All these wins are against d- divisional rivals. So the more, the better. Chavez had a really nice start on opening night, the home opener. But just like last night, he faces the Rangers team with a lot of pop. And just like with Skaggs, he's going to have to keep guys off base because they will hit him. Somebody will get him at some point. So until that point, he's got to make sure that the bases are clean. That means not walking guys, making the Rangers earn their way on base. Let the defense help him. The, The Angels... I'm actually surprised to find this out. They only have three double plays turned so far this season. And that's because they are the third most extreme fly ball team in the American League to start the year. Only Detroit and Boston have a more extreme ground ball fly ball ratio, which works out fine for the Angels. I mean, yes, they have Espinosa and Simmons up the middle, and that's great defense, but Trout in center, Calhoun in right, Maben and Revere in left field. That's as good a defensive trio as there is in the American League. I'm fine with having teams hit fly balls towards those guys all night long. I had mentioned uh, earlier in the last segment how things went right for the Angels on the 10th inning. It's not, they went right, but it's not luck. It wasn't luck that Mike Trout was able to take that home run away from Mike Napoli. He's just that good. It's not luck that Andrelton Simmons was able to get that tag down on the high throw. He's that good. The Angels are just that good defensively right now. And that is a constant. That is something that the Angels are going to depend on. These guys really are playing to their skill level. They're not getting lucky. These wins, yeah, there's a certain amount of luck, obviously, when you're coming back from this much, this many runs down. But the defense involved in keeping these guys in the game, that is not luck. That is skill. That is something that we can count on to see more of as the season goes on. The hitting may switch off at some point. The starting pitching may still be iffy. The bullpen may still be iffy. But that defense will always be there. That defense is the cushion, a bulwark, something that the team can count on day in, day out for the rest of the season. That defense is going to win a lot of games for the Angels. 
That's especially helpful because last night's game starts the first of 20 straight days where they play. The Angels finish out the homestand against Texas, then they go for three against the Royals, four in Houston, then Toronto, Oakland, and Texas again. 20 games in 20 days, even tough guys, you know, like in Major League, even tough guys get hurt. Having a defense that will show up every day will be a big help, is going to be a big factor in keeping them in games where they're not getting starting pitching, where the offense is stymied, where you know they're making outs on the bases. Like, for example, last night, the Angels, there was a caught stealing, Escobar was caught stealing, and then they grounded into two, two double plays. That's three extra outs. That's an entire innings worth of outs that they gave up on the bases. So when things like that happen, when they're not getting good starting pitching like they did last night, then it's up to the defense to come in and do a job, do something amazing, like Perez throwing a guy out, like Simmons making the great grab, like the outfield stealing home runs away. These are little factors that over long road trips, over a long season, really add up to a, a win here, a win there, and pretty soon it, you know, it could add up to contention. Lastly, I wanted to mention that uh, on Fangraph, Jeff Sullivan wrote up, and I had forgotten to mention this, I really should have last time, Jeff Sullivan wrote up a pitch-by-pitch analysis on the 14-pitch at-bat Mike Trout had against Felix Hernandez on Saturday night. It was brilliant, uh, and I will link to it. Please go read it. It's a fantastic, fabulous read in What you ultimately get out of it is that Mike Trout is the best at everything, including being a fan of baseball. That's it for now. Uh, Looking forward to the game tonight. Very excited. Hoping the guys can uh, continue their winning streak. And I'll talk to you very soon. Bye. Bye.